Hello there. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. I'm so happy that you're joining us tonight. We're so grateful for all of the teammates over at Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're grateful for, and they are hand-picked. Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. And I actually have one of my sponsors in the studio tonight, the owner of Springfield Yard Cards, Hayden Hopkins is here. So glad that you are joining us today. And we'll get to your introduction here in just a moment. We're going to talk about our sponsors throughout the entire show. Um, on our last show, so we're doing a two-part series on the value of having mentors, the value of mentoring as we develop effective leaders and effective communicators and effective citizens, effective scholars. You, you, you can put whatever you want with it, but, but being effective um, is really important and, and having mentors along the way to help guide and assist are so important. Um, and we started this last week. Um, we had Greg Stevenson and Becky Oaks that represented our mentors um, from Champs. And we had two mentees from the Champs program, um, Zeo Chateau and Reagan Winnegar were here. So if you want to listen to those episodes, because if you miss it, I'm not sure what you were doing, but on Wednesday night, 6 to 7, be right here on the job. And we will have, um, you know, this part two tonight. And I'm very excited about it. But if you missed last week, you can go to a acoachesperspective.com and listen to it or on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, Helium Satellite Radio, all of those under a coach's perspective. So in this series, I, I have some, some champs mentors that are here. Um, and I, I'm very excited to have them in, in the program because uh, they, they are a dynamic duo. They're also a husband and wife. Um, no stranger to our show who's been on here uh, several times, Coach John Leamy, um, Hall of Fame coach, uh, men's soccer coach from Missouri State University. I'm so happy to have you back in the studio. Jenny, it is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank especially, you. Especially, especially on this turn, great day. Turn his mic off. Your birthday. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is awesome. And we're just so happy to be well, here and appreciate you having Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Cat's out of the bag. I don't know who told you, but. <laughs> oh, it's everywhere. It's all yeah, over. Yeah, right, right. It's, all over. it's a great day. Well, thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that very much. Um, and, and you brought your wife with you to this, not just to the studio, but into the world of champs. Uh, Champs is a mentoring program. It's it's called Cha- Champion Humans and Mentoring Partnerships for Success. Took a while to come up with that one, let me tell you. Um, but Diane Leamy is here, and you're a former professor per, uh, professor over at Missouri State University in the Criminology Department. Um, and we really appreciated your insights and sharing your wisdom and your experience um, as a mentor in Champs. So welcome. Glad you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and excited to support that program. It was such a great program this past year. Good. And, and we have a mentee here that we're going to pick on tonight. I'm very excited to, to have in the studio Jamie Alford, and she just graduated from Greenwood Laboratory School and is heading to somewhere called Georgetown. Wow. She is headed to Georgetown, and what an exciting adventure that is going to be. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Well, and someone that did not um, give a whole lot of resistance, but a little, maybe a little bit of resistance um, that is here in the studio. And, and he was not a, a mentee uh, this year. We just wrapped up season five, so our fifth year 
um, in champs. And um, Hayden Hopkins is here. Yes, I made him come. But he was in season one. So I think it's important to kind of, you know, look and see how that, how that program has progressed. So I'm glad that you're here tonight. Thank you. I've always wanted to be on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you are on um, every week with your ads because you're also yeah. the owner of Springfield Yard Cards, right? Yes. All right. Well, we're, and we'll talk a little bit about that um, in, in a little bit. Um, so we're going to talk about mentoring tonight. Okay. So mentoring and, and guidance. So if, if you're def- defining a mentor, this is someone that um, can provide guidance, motivation, emotional support, and role modeling. Um, I think a mentee is also someone that has to be receptive to those things, right? So um, I'm going to start with with Coach Leamy and tell me a little bit about what you think uh, a mentor should be. What are characteristics that a mentor should have? You know, Jenny, and the way you set the program up, it was it was really neat because you had a one on one. So you got assigned, you know, a, a student or maybe a student athlete. And I was fortunate to to spend time with Curry Sutherland, who was a student athlete, and and you just went in cold. You're like you just meet him and you. You pose some questions that made us think and ponder. And to be honest, let your guard down. You know that you could really just have some frank conversations and it developed more from week one to two to three. And, you know, you found out like maybe I was doing that okay. Maybe I wasn't doing that okay. And that's okay. You know, we learned from our failures and and we got to share. And and it was kind of neat because I come from perhaps a little bit of an older perspective where Curry came from a younger perspective. And, you know, it was kind of good to tell him, hey, I screwed up more things than you can think of. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and he was, you know, receptive to going, wow, you're, you're saying that? And, you know, and he let his guard down too. So forming a relationship and trying to always have the best interest of somebody, you know, like where can they go forward? Right. What can you do to help? And if you can't help, get out of the way. And if you can't offer something, you know, will they pick up on it and, and maybe, you know, spend some time thinking about it? Yeah, I, I think that's something that's really important. And that one-on-one aspect is is a wonderful way. So the, the CHAMPS program is set up just for a logistics picture for, for listeners is we, we meet once a month and we have a championship word that we discuss. Um, the championship words center around uh, their strength, courage, wisdom, serenity, and adventure. And all of them have branches off of them and, and meaning off of them. Um, but we have that as kind of our central focus. So as when we meet, um, we'll have a leadership activity or we'll have, you know, a, a thought, hopefully a thought, conversation generated questions. And then we have a guest speaker. Um, and then in between meetings, we ask that the mentor and mentee have a one-on-one, either a meeting or communication. It could be a text. It could be meeting for mm-hmm. coffee. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of different ways that you can connect in between meetings. So that's kind of the logistics of it. Diane, anything to add to that on on what a mentor should be. Sure. Um, I had the privilege of having Reagan, so I didn't really, I teased her that she was really my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because we started out at like a coffee shop in town, and then she invited me to share where she goes to breakfast every day with her family. And on top of that, there's a group of individuals that knew her by name, knew her family by name, and watched her go through high school. So it was really great to have those opportunities to meet her outside and inside the organization, you know, in the organization meetings, but also texting and phone calls. So we kept doing that for a while. We did a couple of those, and now we're going to have an adventure this summer, we decided. So we're going to do some type of adventure. I refuse to jump out of an airplane, though. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, that, that was discussed. It was not encouraged, but it was discussed. Um, so, you know, a mentor, those, that's a, those are wonderful ways to, to explain a mentor. Mm-hmm. And so I want Jamie, you know, tell me a little bit about what you think a mentee, what characteristics are for a good mentee. Absolutely. So as you said, you have to be receptive because, you know, you're, you're meeting a new person, you're learning about the brand new world, and you have to be able to be open-minded and receptive to what someone who is, frankly, older and wiser than you uh, is going to give you. And so being able to be receptive and take whatever advice or wisdom that your mentor provides you, and as a mentee, implement that into your life to try and to try and accomplish some of the human champion words that you were talking about, strength, courage, wisdom, serenity, et cetera, that's really important as a characteristic for a mentee. That is so true. And, and you had a great mentor. We'll give her a shout out. Absolutely. Yeah, Kyra Dorch, your mentor. And and I, you all had some meetings in between, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something, too, that added to the experience as a mentee, mm-hmm. that someone that's been successful and has this great resume that they take the time out of their day to, to meet with you. Absolutely. In fact, in our last meeting, Kyra said that one of the primary things, that she, one of the things she really wanted to give me during this past few months, this past year, was just a chance to make, to make my voice heard, to be able to talk to someone. And she said that was her, her number one goal, and I think that she accomplished it very well. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely something that she brought to the table, and that's important to have a mentor as well. I agree. Um, well, Hayden, I want to talk about your mentor. You were in season one of Champs, and you kind of knew your mentor beforehand, um, and and you know, and he had a little bit of a relationship with him. But you really got to know him in the Champs program. And here, we just finished our fifth year. You were in the first year, um, and you are still meeting with him once a month. Who who was your mentor? John Penny. So, Hall of Fame boxer, stand-up comedian. What is it that you like about continuing to meet with him? I like the stories he likes to tell me, and. I just feel like I get really along with him very well, and he's a very interesting guy. He grew up around here, and he just has a lot of good stories around here that he likes to tell. Did you think all of his stories are true? I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Don't tell him I said that. (laughs) Um, John Penny has quite the personality. It would be hard to bottle up that personality, and he does have some great stories. what do you think that, that that relationship of mentoring, how did that help you when you went to college to continue meeting with him? Um, did it give you confidence? What did it do for you? Um, I guess it gave me confidence. It, it was like a therapeutic thing just to go there and meet somebody and talk to right. and stuff. And he's very uplifting and motivating. Yeah. He's a champ. Yes, That's he right. is. He's, he's a, a champ. champ. Yes. Um, I, you know, and I think that being able to, to continue that relationship, I want to give credit to John Penny because that takes effort. You know, he's not, they're not in the program anymore. So that is, uh, I would definitely want to throw some kudos his way. All right, well, we're going to continue talking about this. We're going to take our first break, but it's really important to be able to have that guidance and we're going to continue picking, um, picking the brains of our mentors and our mentees in here on a coach's perspective. I want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back with John and Diane Leamy, Jamie Alford and Hayden Hopkins. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This is 
Jenny Hopkins, and this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact. Scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree. The ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And we all know who has the best tasting chocolate. It's Highland Dairy, and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. So we, we have John and Diane Leamy here. We have Jamie Alford and Hayden Hopkins. And we're talking about champs. We're talking about the mentoring program. But, but more importantly, we're talking just about guidance. You know, coaches and um, teachers and athletic directors, administrators, you know, they, they, are, they provide guidance. Um, and we're talking about how important that is to not just have that, but, but to be receptive to it. Um, so I'm going to start with my mentors, though, and ask them, you know, you, you don't just snap your fingers and become a, a, a mentor. So I'm going to start with with Coach Leamy. You know, who were some of your mentors that kind of helped you along the way? You know, Jenny, uh, you you think back and, you know, the older you get, sometimes the more you reflect Mm -hmm. on how many there are that are, you know, when you were going to school. Right. You'd be junior high school, high school, teachers, coaches, Mm -hmm. college, work experiences. And then even now, you know, some of the folks you're around, I'm, I'm helping out still, helping or hurting over at MSU with the Bears Fund Athletic Development, and you're finding, wow, I'm I'm picking up on some people now that don't even realize they're being mentors. Right. So, I mean, your list just grows. It doesn't shrink, and that's a good thing. If you're receptive. Yes, and you got to yes. be. You know, you, you, know, you don't want to know everything, and no one does. Right. No one does, but can, can you keep learning? Is there a better way to maybe do something and approach it? And that was one of the neat things with Champs because you got wonderful students, uh, that were involved, but then the diversity of the mentors was incredible. You know, when you really got to know some of them and then some of the relationships that formed, you know, we talk about the mentors and the mentees forming longer term relationships. Well, the same thing happened for us. Yeah. You know, I'll take like Lynn Miller, for example. We ended up getting to work together on a, a project to, to help the lady bears. And, and I knew Lynn, but I didn't know Lynn. But now it's like, holy smokes, I, I feel like, um, you know, I know her so much better. So, so much has come out of that program. That's great. And and it, it was a transition for you because you, you the first, um, I think it was the second year we had it, or maybe the third, you were a speaker. You were one of our guest speakers. And I really, uh, I, I don't just draw names out of a hat. I really am diligent about who I pick to speak at Champs because it has to be just the right person with just the right message and you you have always been one of my all-time favorite coaches. I think you've always you, you always do things right. I've said this a thousand times. You coach people, not players. And you've always been um gravitated toward by your players. Uh, I'm not done yet. I still got a few more nice things to say. And then there's a question in there somewhere. But there but that that is what was it like being a guest speaker and seeing a snapshot of the program and then evolving into the next um season being a, a mentor. It was, you know, I still remember that day very well because you walked into the room and and we're in the back room of coyotes which is a wonderful place and they do such a good job of supporting your program and 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 whatnot but you went in and all of a sudden i'm like okay i knew some of those people i was like what what is this what is this going to be and the high school kids and that and i had a word and you know, worked on trying to put some stuff, and I tried to go outside the box a little bit. And did very well. And I well. think it went way outside the box, <laughs> and I could just look out there going, this isn't going too good or great. But, you know, we talked about Daniel Boone and some experiences, and maybe some weren't so good. There happened to be two relatives of Daniel Boone in the room. <laughs> One of the odds of 
Yeah, what are the odds of that? <laughs> two, two direct yeah. descendants of Daniel Boone and maybe some of Daniel Boone, unbelievable. You know, right. some of the things he went through in his life. But there's some tougher things, too. So, yes. you know, and you're like, but it was like, you know, an experience that is like, man, to come in from the other side and then learn more about it and sit in there. It was just, it was, you know, unbelievable. It really was. We got more out of the program as mentors than the mentees. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they understand that. You think? Yes, I really believe that. It gives us a different perspective. Mm -hmm. It allows us to connect. Because how many times are we connecting in with a young a young high school student, right? You know, one on one, spending his time. Then group settings. Mm-hmm. Some of the speakers, Jenny, are phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, you know, Jack I know Hamlin. You'll Jack Hamlin. Oh my goodness! My God, Jack Hamlin, veteran. And we just had D Day yesterday. Yes. And I thought about Jack seventy three times yesterday. Yeah. You know, Incredible for what man. he went through. I mean, he was on Omaha Beach. He was there, and. Um, and oh, and, he's a, he and his sense of humor is tremendous. He and is he's 101. Yes. And he's a vibrant yes. speaker. Does you such know, a great job. Captures yeah. attention. And then when you when you get around it, I really believe not that the not that the mentees don't get something out of it too, but you <laughs> you give so much back to us. And I think that's why you continue to have some of those great people just come year after year because it really is one of the best parts of their day. Mm-hmm. We also had Brandy Harris, um, Keith Gutton, and we had um, Amy Blancett also spoke this year. And um, Brandy Harris, has, she has, I think, three out of the five years been one of our speakers and does a great job. Jack's been there a couple of years. It's it's hard to take. Well, you know, he, he you, you want to argue that, Jamie? <laughs> no. And the reason I, I asked Jamie if she wants to argue is because she is a she is qualified for nationals for speech and debate. Um, she has been awarded the premier distinction in speech and debate honor society which is the highest award you can get in the country in the country so don't argue with this girl so make a case go for it (laughs) i mean i don't even i don't disagree that about the value that the mentors even get out of this because i was just thinking that a couple of days ago um, about how valuable a relationship and interaction that is for both but particularly for the mentors as well so so for, as a mentee, um, you know, being receptive is important. Yes, um, that is something that I think is really important. But how, what was it like? Was it kind of challenging to put yourself out there to meet, um, you know, an adult that was that difficult to kind of put yourself out there and get to know them? Of course, because when you get in the back of Coyote Adobes, you're just kind of given a name and right. told to say, go hello, go say hello, you know. And uh, luckily, Cairo was very, very nice, very welcoming and all of that. But it's definitely a little intimidating at first because you're trying to build this months-long relationship with an adult that you've never met before. And so it definitely takes uh, some work socially to try and cultivate that. Okay, that's not easy for, can I say for your age group? Yes. It's not easy for a lot of age groups, let's be honest. It's not. But it is so hard to get out of your comfort zone and to put yourself out there socially. Would you agree with that statement? Definitely. And so that's something I think is 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 one of the biggest parts for the mentees is that growth of getting out of their comfort zone and meeting someone and being able to explore like thought provoking questions um, with this person. So that that seems to be something that I think the mentees and the mentors really get out of the program. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what about your mentors, Diane? Tell me about them. Well, I had quite a few. I was fortunate throughout my life to have quite a few. 
and it could be a Girl Scout leader, 4-H leader, Dream Achievement, et cetera, et cetera. But probably the most important person in my life, I was going to a community college, and I had a sociology instructor that was teaching criminology, and he was also head of the sociology club. To make a long story short, we were selling candy bars. We, we wanted to go to New England because that's where he was from, but we were going to study the social culture of New England. So we went to pick up these candy bars in Bloomington Normal, where Illinois State is located, and I had no idea that he had set up an appointment for me with the department head of the criminology department, because I had told him I was going to drop out and ironically work at Collegiate Cap and Gown. That was what the biggest paying factory was in Champaign at the time. So we met with my, the department head there, and within a week I was registered for classes in the fall. So he changed my whole career path graduated with my bachelor's degree, and then he goes, okay, next fall we're starting a graduate program. So we went to night class while I was working as a probation officer, finished my master's degree, and then at my graduation he said, what are you going to do? And I go, collect unemployment. And he said, well, we have an opening, why don't you apply? So I taught there for 10 years, both criminal justice and also was in charge of the internship program, which was really a mentoring program. It was so wonderful to work with college seniors ready to start their career. And then somebody in my family got a job being a soccer coach, so we had to move to Missouri. And I was lucky. <laughs> you had the honor and privilege to move to the great state of Missouri and the most wonderful place in the Ozarks, Springfield and Missouri right. State University. Go Bears. Yeah. And I knew nothing about Missouri except Lake of the Ozarks, where I went for my senior trip. But other than that, we, I also had an individual. It turned out I had, back in the old days, they wrote instruction manuals published them because we didn't have the internet. So I had the person that interviewed me at Missouri State, we had co-authored an instruction manual, and then I started working part-time for him, and it evolved into a full-time instructor position. So what I wanted to say as a mentor, you know, whether it's a Girl Scout leader, a 4-H leader, whether it's a teacher, and that's one thing that I think I was able to obtain with Reagan as we developed a rapport where you want to know more that, you know, what is your career, but why do you want this career? What do you like and dislike about the career? So I think an important part of mentor is just trying to get the individual to talk about what they want to talk about first and then tell us more. I like how you're talking about expanding on their path, too, not just going, oh, that's great, good luck with that. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, being able to to kind of prod them a little bit and say, well, have you ever thought about this, like your mentor did for Mm -hmm. you. You know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You know, giving a little bit of an expansion to those thoughts, I think, can be very helpful. I mean, and that's what that's what coaches do. I mean, that's what that's what coaches do, and that's what mentoring really is. I mean, you're you're, you're being a life coach, and I think that's something that is 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 instilled in in good coaches, um, like the guy that made you move to Missouri. I think that that is something that is instilled that is is not just um, natural. It mm-hmm. takes effort. It takes effort to really care enough about that individual to be able to get them to expand that. Agree? Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, Hayden, you know, you had, you know, mentors in your life. You've had a lot of mentors. I know you're, you're close with a, with a lot of, you know, family members. Um, you play handball for Missouri State University. Uh, you started out playing for your grandfather, Tommy Burnett. Um, and then we just named a new handball coach in Christian Matson, who is a former teammate of yours or and now as the head coach, um, what's it been like getting a, a mentor from someone that is um, so close in age? Uh, it's a bit different, but I kind of always looked at him as a coach, and I feel like he's helped me a lot, and he's made my form a lot better. And 
I learned a lot of handball from him, and I would say a lot of what I do is what I learned from him, so he already has felt like a coach to me. And I feel like we talked about mentors at the beginning of the show are also role models. You feel like he's a good role model and someone that uh, that players can look up to? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we're going to have to take our final break. And so on that note, we're going to thank Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment along with Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We're going to be back in a little bit with John and Diane Leamy, Jamie Alford, and Hayden Hopkins. And we're talking champs and mentors. Stay with us right here on A Coach's Perspective. A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They'll take care of you. Tell them what you're looking for. They'll do a coast-to-coast search, and they'll find it, and bonus in your price range. Call them at 417-326-7671. This segment is also sponsored by West Logging. Go to westlogging.com and contact Danny West for a free consultation. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we're also very grateful for the sponsorship of Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So we have John and Diane Leamy here, Jamie Alford and Hayden Hopkins. Um, Logan Weber is in the studio producing and, and gathering all kinds of wisdom from these mentors and I, and mentees and mentees, of course. Um, we're talking about the importance of it. We're, we're, of course, we're using Champs as kind of a, you know, a platform tonight, um, the Champs Leadership Program here in town. But, but really, this is also life. This is, you know, coaches are listening. Um, this is, you know, this is team coaching, program coaching. If teachers are listening, this is classroom coaching. You know, being able to 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 put some of this pieces together can really help make um, our our youth more effective scholars, effective citizens, effective leaders. Um, so it, we've talked about the importance of mentoring and the respect. Let me ask, I want to start with Jamie on this one. Um, I, I think that in in a lot of times you're in high school, you're in your comfort zone, you feel good, you're a senior at the top of your game. Um, now you're getting ready to go off to college, right? The yeah. unknown. You don't know a lot of people. You don't even know where your first class is on the, on the Monday morning of the first day of school. You've got all these unknowns. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. How are you going to handle um, the challenge of doing that? How is it going? How are you going to handle it um, mentally? How are you going to get yourself prepared? Well, I acknowledge it's definitely going to be a challenging process. You know, it, I mean, I'm moving to DC, whole different area, different people, different location, different classes than what I'm used to. So in terms of how to prepare for that mentally, I've just, I've been trying to become accustomed to it. I've been trying to make sure that I'm as organized and prepared as possible because I feel better and safer when I'm more prepared. And importantly, I'm also trying to, you know, at this, particularly at this milestone, meet a lot of people who are in the same shoes as me. So I've been trying to talk to a lot of people who are also going to Georgetown and we can 
together we can prepare and together we can talk about what we're nervous about. And of course, I've been talking to my mentor, Kyra Dorch, about exactly how I should prepare for going to college as well. I think that, you know, it's one of those things, too, that some of it you just have to experience. You just Absolutely. have to experience. You just got to get out there, and you've got to experience it. Um, you know, if if you were in Jamie's shoes, um, John and Diane, what would you, what would you advise? Um, it, you know, I guess what would you would have wanted to know when you were going to college that you know now? Um, I'll start with Coach Leamy. Yeah, you know, Jamie, you, you bring up some some great points, but you know you can tell that you're proactive and you're and you're doing some things to make the transition easy. So you're not sitting on the couch eating bonbons. <laughs> you're, you're giving it thought about what it is, and, and that's just a, a fantastic approach because you know you, there's going to be some curveballs and some things that are unexpected, and you're going to deal with them. You know, and that's what life is. But for the most part, you've got a plan and preparation. And that's going to make things easier. And, and, you know, if you can just kind of look at things and, 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 and try to put some thoughts together and plans, you know, for how you want some things to turn out, you know, things, things tend to be okay and you enjoy the journey. So you're going to have a great journey there. And uh, Jamie's incredible. And <laughs> the other mentees you had uh, in there, right. again, diversity with students mm-hmm. and whatnot, but it's neat how many of them, would take some different perspectives, you know, of how they're going to do things. But it's, they're all good perspectives. You, you find your own niche of how you want to do it and just kind of cultivate the growth. That's right. Personalize that path a little bit. Definitely. Diane, anything to add to that advice? I would just add that there's teachers that don't look like they're going to be open to you, but use their office hours. It's amazing how many people never come to an instructor's or a professor's office hours. And also feel free to call or talk to a sophomore talk to somebody you're if you're in a dorm and RA you know all those people are there ready for you but it's so sad how few people take it and now they're going to prepare you they have classes they have group things that occurs to get you to bond with other freshmen or first-year students so you're going to be able to grow and it's going to be easy for a lot of you if you have the ag- academics down which many of our mentees did and even if you don't, there's so many resources. We just got to uh, get students to use them right. and ask questions. I agree. I think that seeking help. And, and you know, it, as a student, I love the fact that you're saying use office hours because mm-hmm. that is a chance for you to have one-on-one help. And you're not the first. You're not the last student that's going to be walking in their office. And so take advantage of that time. I think that's great advice. And um, and that just helps also network. It shows initiative. It shows that you care. I mean, you loved it when players would come to you one-on-one. Yeah, with athletics, it's it's almost like you have your own niche, of course, and there's so much support. Your, your mom, Jo Bell, she worked in the Achievement Center and helped kids, mentored them for their academics. You've got a trainer working with them physically. You've got a strength coach. You've got all these surroundings for these kids, so they tend to not get as lost as easy. But if you're a straight-up student... You want to find something. Like I know at Missouri State we got well over 200 clubs and organizations. Mm-hmm. Join a club. Find an activity. Stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, try to associate with some kids that are going to have some of the same uh, thoughts, ideas, goals that you would have. Because who you associate with is who you become. And every college has a downtown. And you can end up in that downtown and you can get lost. Literally and, and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, literally. That you don't have an advice. You don't have somebody looking for you. So you've got to surround yourself that you can be involved 
where you've got a support system at the school that's the right support system. That's the right one. I love that. I think that's fantastic advice. I think that's really important. And and I know that, you know, Jamie, you've had some guidance um, as well, you you know, being in speech and debate and doing as well as you have. And and that's one thing that um, I haven't covered on this show because, you know, it, it's a sports show, of course, but speech and debate is an activity that has a lot of parallels. Oh, yes. It has a lot of parallels to sports in the way that you prepare and the way that you strategize and the Definitely. way that you practice and then the way that it's game day and you perform. Um, so tell me a little bit about your speech and debate experience and how that's going to help you. Absolutely. So I can cons- I consistently say that speech and debate has just been absolutely amazing, critical for me growing up and being able to do all things that I do. And it I, it's like a sport. You're right. So yes, we. I mean, I just went. I just came from practice actually because we're planning a strategy on how we should uh, we should you know win more debates at nationals and. So we have to go and we have to make a strategy. We have to do the research and all of that. Then, yes, we do have a game day. We have prepping up to the last minute. And uh, sometimes I think that, you know, actual debate days are an actual sport, walking around, you know, 12 hours in heels. Um, you know, that's <laughs> standing up that much, but, you know. So definitely that all has really helped me. That's helped not only just my academic skills, but my leadership skills and being able to get accustomed to what is unpredictable and what you don't expect. And so, and that's something that my, our coach at Greenwood, Heather Walters, has done such an amazing job at. Uh, she has been one of my mentors and definitely has really shaped me for the better, shaped me as a student, as a debater, and as a person entirely. And, and that's an example of maybe, you know, find your niche, find your niche when yes. you are in school, um, you know, whether it's middle school, high school, college, um, don't, don't just go to class and go home, you know, get out there and branch out and find that niche because it's networking, it's making memories, it's making friends, it's helping with that socialization and socialization is so important for our happiness as humans. I mean, to be able to form those connections, you don't have to be a total you know, extrovert and be, and, you know, and go to the union every day and point and hello and how's it going and kiss babies and high five everybody. But, but be involved and put yourself out there. Um, be a, a little bit involved and get out of your comfort zone. I think that's so important. Um, because there can be, there's going to be challenging times. Um, and that, that's something that can kind of help fight through it. Um, knowing that, preparing for that. Um, how do, how do you handle, now, I don't know that I've ever seen Jamie Alford make a mistake, but I'm sure that it's happened at some point in it's time. It's happened many times. Yeah, so tell me, how do you handle mistakes? How do you handle failure? Absolutely. So I recognize, first of all, that mistakes and failure are inevitable. Um, they're always going to happen. This is the this is the case in speech and debate. It's the case in another thing I do, which is horseback riding. You're, you're going to reach a point where you fail or make a mistake at some point. And coming to terms with that, I think, is a challenge in of itself. So that's definitely something that I've had I've had to grow, grow accustomed to. But once you are faced with failure, I think that you just kind of have to have the mindset to just go again, do it again, keep going. Um, so if you get a bad grade on a test, just study a little harder, keep going. Don't, you know, just try not to drop the class. Keep, you know, trying. And if you don't do well uh, on a debate round you know usually there's another one uh it's not the end of the world when i do bad in the show ring at a horse show again not the end of the world there's gonna be another time when i get to show 
and I can, you know, do better than I did this time. So being able to improve, I think, is a great motivator for um, uh, from failure. Do you ever feel like sometimes that your mistakes feel like you're a reflection of you as a human being and not the actual mistake that's occurring? I definitely have, and that's definitely something I'm, I've been working on throughout my high school and even in a middle school experience. And I'm proud to say that, like, recently those mistakes have not encompassed who I am. But I definitely feel that is an issue that plagues my generation and a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask about horseback riding. Okay. I, I, I'm a control freak. Don't, yes. let, don't let Hayden have the mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't need to verify that. I, and I have, um, I like to ride horses mm-hmm. because I feel like it's therapeutic in the fact that I have to release a little bit of control because, you, you know, you have the reins, but you really don't have You control. really don't. Yeah. yeah. They're a lot bigger than you. So it's really, yes. you know, and so it's a good exercise for me to release control sometimes um, and be able to, to do that. Um, what, what have you gotten from horseback riding that's kind of helped with some of that? Absolutely. So it's another it's another failure concept. It's another situation where you you may lose, and also again, it's losing that control. I'm also a control freak, and I don't like not being in control. But yes, definitely horseback riding makes it so that I mean, like that's the reality of the activity. You're not in control. Get over it. So that's kind of just something that's really helped me. Yeah, that's helped me kind of normal normalize the idea that i'm not in control of everything i can't be in control of everything i can do everything i can but that's it so so be where your feet are yes be where your feet are be in the moment um, and be ready for that for that next play this is something that i think you've probably worked on coach Lee, with a lot of your players over the years is is releasing it like stop carrying it on the field let it go there's nothing you can do about it move on learn and move on yeah, you know, especially with athletics, because you got different sports. Like you could you could play football, but you don't have a game for a week. And sometimes with like soccer, we'd have you know a couple of games a week. Baseball, sometimes you're fortunate you get to play the next day, or even a doubleheader. Right. So you know, it's amazing how looking at some of the different athletes and coaches how fast they shake it off. Because if you've got you know a wait before you play again, you can sit around, feel sorry for yourself, this and that. You got to just reflect quickly after a game. You know, break it down quick. Here's what was good. Here's what was bad. And bam, get right after it. And I know with coaching, I was like, man, we got to practice. The worst thing to do sometimes is take a day off right after a game, especially if it doesn't go well. You want to rally the troops, get them back, smiles start going again, and they build. So you just got to, you know, Jamie brings up some good points. You can plan all you want, but mm-hmm. in the end, you know, uh, I remember Mark, Mike Jarvis did a, a speech, and he came into town, a former basketball coach. Uh, not at Georgetown, at St. John's. But, uh, you know, he said, you know, his whole theme with this thing is man plans, but God laughs. You can plan all you want, but you're not <laughs> in total control. There are some higher powers and some things, and you've just got to understand what these things are and how you deal with them. So you've got to be resilient. You I'm just so have to. Glad. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think one of the most important coping mechanisms of any human is, is a controllables filter. And understanding what you control, um, if if you control it, whatever you're stressing about right now, if you've got a stressor on your mind, think about it. What is it? Um, analyze it a little bit. You know, what is the source of it? Do you have control to do something about it? If you do, then get to work. Get to work. Take some action. But if you don't, you got you got to build a snowman and let it go. I mean, it's you got to let it go, let it go, let it go. Um, and you've got to find a way to do that in a healthy way 
to do that. Yeah. And I, I think that's really important. And that's hard. I mean, Diane, even in, in professional life, you sometimes um, find that it's hard to release control when it you... It really is. <laughs> yeah, yes. It is very difficult. In all my career past, I realized that it's really hard because a lot of times you aren't in control and you don't have... Sometimes it's out of your decision-making process to even maintain your control. And getting the students motivated or getting your mentees motivated or anyone else motivated because you want them to be in control of themselves, and it's hard. Yeah. And, and it, it just makes such a difference to be able to go, you know, I don't have control over that. Mm-hmm. I've got to find a way to put my energy somewhere else. And, and, you know, there are, you know, that is something I think we waste a lot of energy on as humans. And, and even though I'm fully aware of it and I'm giving this, you know, spiel, I, I mean, I still, mm-hmm. I still sometimes feel like I can control the uncontrollable and you get competitive enough, but then it's, it's a waste, you know, of energy. So that controllables filter, I think, is something really important. Um, when, when you're talking about, um, you know, leaders and you're talking about mentors and Jamie, when you, um, when you look at role models, do you think it's more effective? Do you think action or words are more effective? I definitely have to say action. This is a, another situation where you can say whatever you want. But that doesn't, if that doesn't translate into action, what good exactly have you done? That's not to say that words are not helpful or ineffective. I think that when it comes to a leadership or mentor experience, words are, you know, essential. Mm-hmm. But action is more important, I believe. Being able to translate what you believe and what you say into what you do is critical. I was really hoping she'd say that. I was hoping she'd mm-hmm. go with the, <laughs> with the actions. So good job, A+. Plus. But I, I, I do think there's a lot of talkers and not as many walkers out there. And I think that's really important. Coach, you agree? Somewhat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you look at it sometimes in a relationship you could have, so we'll look at a team maybe, you know, and we can go to a higher level. Like there's going to be a basketball game tonight with Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets. And coaches are going to pull timeouts. And they're not going to be able to go through walkthroughs or do this on some plays, but they're going to draw up maybe a play they've never done. We got this matchup. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We got it. Yeah. And they can go and execute it. So when you've got a relationship with higher level, whether it's students or athletes, you don't necessarily have to see it. You can talk it through and then they can execute it. But some people, there could be some words that you get. You know, like Diane mentioned her mentor, you know, gave some words and, uh, and, 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 and followed. So he kind of, you know, inspired. So you can inspire sometimes through words, but Jamie's right too. Action. Prove it. Show it. Make yeah. sure that you're doing it. So they kind of can go hand in hand yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one or the other. No, yes. it doesn't. Yeah, I like that. There's, you don't have to have it one or the other. <laughs> I think that's important to be able to to be able to to have that combination in fact and find that balance but I want more I want more walking I want you to show show me a little bit more um, I think that's also really important to be able to put put yourself out there show people hold your follow-through not just on your free throws but in life um, so I, coach Leamy I, I love it when you come into the show Will you I, I think you do a tremendous job and I really appreciate it thanks so much for for being here tonight and being, absolute, a, and being a pleasure. part of champs. Yeah, and, and you know what, that was just that, that made my year. It was such a good experience. And, and Jenny, we appreciate what you do with the show and Logan uh, and the sponsors that get behind you Thank because, you. you know, so much of this wouldn't happen without people getting behind it. And uh, we talk about mentors and mentees. The sponsors allow this to happen. 
and we're very grateful for them. You've got some wonderful people that care about young people, and it's just awesome. Yes, thank you to all of those. And happy birthday. Thank you so much. (laughs) Diane, thank you so much for coming on, taking the time to be here. Thank you, but I wanted to also say this should be a national program, and hopefully someday it will be. And I know I'm not the only one that believed that at that CHAMPS meeting. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. And, Jamie, I really appreciate your insights and your perspective. Thank you. I'm glad to give it. (laughs) (laughs) And this segment's also sponsored by Springfield Yard Cards. Wonder if there's some place they can go for more information. Hayden Hopkins, do you have any ideas? Uh, They can visit sgfyardcards.com for more information. Excellent. Okay. Well, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to move into our post-game talk. Our post-game talk is sponsored by Story Construction. Story's been providing high-quality industrial and commercial construction since 1966. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for more information. And don't forget, you can go to A Coach's Perspective for show lineups, previous shows, any other information. You can also follow us on Facebook and, and Twitter as well. Next week, we're going to have Coach Jim Middleton here and Philip Dowd, and we're going to talk a little Evangel Athletics. We're going to have a conversation with Dr. Dennis McDonald, and we're going to talk about some of the exciting things that are going there. Then we're going to have another two-part series in honor of Father's Day. We are going to have a sports dad panel, and we're going to talk to some sports dads and and see how they're doing. See how they're doing with those youth sports and how they're reacting. So now let's move into our post game talk. Um, listen, I, it's it's going to be easy to know what my challenge is this week. I mean, we're talking about mentors. There's been someone in your life that's had an influence on you, and if you're able, I want you to reach out to them, express gratitude of their guidance. If you're unable, remember them and share what they did with others. It's really important to embrace those lessons and impressions that were instilled in you and share that throughout your life with others. Never stop learning and grasp that. That is, I I will ask that you have the courage to use the strength to take adventures, seek serenity, and embrace wisdom along our path. That's how champions do it. And I'm going to tell you as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.